Roku is rumoured to be making a television. If true, it would take the company back to a model it pivoted away from years ago and in the process anger partners that are key to its growth. Listen on to find out more. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media. And today is February 24th, 2022. Now, you probably heard the rumor that Roku is contemplating building a television. The rumor came from two separate sources, apparently. A Roku focus group participant speaking to the insider said they showed different models, feature sets and names, sizes, price points. And an unnamed executive was also quoted as saying that making TVs has been on Roku's roadmap for a year or more. But the truth is, Roku really doesn't need to make a TV, at least not here in the US, and maybe not anywhere else either. And here are four really good reasons, I think, why. So here's reason number one. The first thing is it would be competing with close partners. Now, Anthony Wood, who's Roku CEO, was asked during the Q4 2021 earnings call last week directly about whether the company was making a television. After the obligatory we don't comment on rumors statement, he went on and this is what he said. I'll just point out that Roku TV program is a big area of investment for us. It's been super successful and we're successful not just because we have a great purpose-built operating system for TV, but we also are a great partner for manufacturers of TVs. And that's the key point here, that Roku wants to be good partners with the television industry, the television makers. They don't want to compete with them. Now, that's not to say that Roku has never gone into competition with partners. They certainly have. The Roku channel, which they started a few years ago, competes with other free ad-supported streaming services like Pluto TV and Tubi on the Roku platform. And other, other competitors of Roku have had no compunction about entering the TV market. Amazon and Comcast both have created or are creating TVs based on their operating systems, Fire TV and Xfinity. Uh, But they have no reason not to because they really don't have a TV manufacturing partner business like Roku does. Roku has a great partnership with TV manufacturers. In the US, Roku says it was the number one smart TV OS sold in the US in 2021 the second year it has made this claim and it works very closely with providers like TCL, Hisense and Sharp and this has really helped it be the biggest selling smart TV in the US for those two years. So the truth is Roku really doesn't need to build a TV for the, for the US market. Introducing one could only have negative impact on Roku's relationship with the smart TV manufacturers. So That's probably why it's not going to do it in the US. There's another reason why I think it probably shouldn't do it, and that's margins. About four years ago, Roku pivoted its business away from player sales towards advertising for a very good reason. 
Margins on streaming sticks and boxes are just terrible. And on ad sales, they're great. Last year, on average, Roku made negative 9% margin on player sales. They lost money on every player sold. But their platform business, which is fundamentally driven by advertising, has a profit margin of 64%. So that's minus 9% versus 64%. Who wouldn't want to switch their business to a a business with 64% margins? And the truth is that the impact of supply chain issues are hurting margins on electronics even more. The cost of components like SOCs have gone up, pushing the cost of building devices up with them. Uh, And Roku player margins in Q4 were negative 28%. Yes, negative 28%. Margins on TVs are only a little better. For example, Vizio's profit margin in the third quarter of 2021 was just 5% on device sales. So very, very low profit margins. So my question to you, if you were investing $1 of your money, would you put it in ad tech or building a TV? I think the answer is obvious, right? Now, my third reason is that streaming sticks and boxes are still a pretty strong business. It's still growing, at least according to Leichman Research. They say that player penetration has grown grown from 46% in 2018 to 55% in 2021. Smart TV penetration has grown more, admittedly, 47% to 64%. But the reason it's grown that much is because we sell, there's about 25 million TVs sold each year in the US, uh, 25 to 30 million, depending on the economy. And most of these are smart. So people are picking up smart TVs because they wanted a new TV, not because they wanted the smart functionality. There are other reasons why the streaming sticks and boxes business is better than the smart TV business. Uh, First of all, there's less competition in it. Uh, But the supply chain issues that I mentioned before aren't only impacting Roku. They're also impacting these smart TV manufacturers that pushed uh, TV prices higher and they are deterring purchases. So what people are doing instead is that they're going out and getting a streaming stick or box to help extend the life of an existing TV. After all, SSBs only cost, what, $50? And what that means is that Roku has seen its streaming stick and box business grow a lot. They made $480 million in player sales in 2021. Now, that was down from 2020's $511 million, but let's be honest, 2020 was an exception. Lots of people were stuck inside. There were new streamers coming on board and they were also strapped for cash. So a cheap SSB was a great way of getting into the streaming game. But if you compare 2021's 480 million with 2019, well, sales were 390 million then. So Roku has maintained a much higher level of SSB sales. So The penetration is still growing, just not quite as fast as smart TVs. My fourth reason is I really don't think it's necessary for Roku to build a TV to achieve the company's goals. 
And what's the company goal? Well, very obviously, it's building its ad business. That's where it's putting all its energy, all its investment right now. And the primary driver of that is, of course, increasing the number of active users of Roku devices. And this has been very successful in the US, as we've talked about, and very successful the company overall. It added 9 million active users last year. So it, it doesn't make a lot of sense in the US, that's for sure. Um, they don't need smart TVs to achieve the growth goals that we're seeing in the US. But maybe, maybe if in foreign markets they do. Uh, it's true that Roku has little brand recognition outside of the US and is playing catch up in many key markets with, with arch competitor Amazon Fire TV, for example, in the device market. Amazon, of course, is leveraging its store, its retail store, to uh, really drive sales of its Fire TV devices. And it's been very successful in markets like the UK and Germany and, and the Nordics. And the truth is that smart TVs are also more important in foreign markets like Europe and South America. According to streaming data from Conviva, Samsung, LG and Android TV are dominant in those markets, um, at least when you look at the number of minutes delivered, uh, streamed rather, to devices. Smart TVs are very much the dominant uh, device in those markets. But here's the thing. The company has a very successful smart TV strategy. It is to partner. They've done it to great effect here in the US. And they are starting to do it as well in foreign markets. For example, close partner TCL, who they worked with very early on in the US market. Well, they're also working with TCL in the UK and Brazil. And Roku is already the number one streaming OS in Mexico, where it partners with a raft of providers, including Hisense, Infocus, JVC, Philips, Sharp, and the ubiquitous TCL. So the only reason I can see that Roku would want to have a television is if they can't get a good partner, a partner that can really help them grow in a particular region. Then they might want to consider introducing a TV themselves to help jumpstart growth in those markets. But seems to me like partnering has been working pretty well for them in the US and can continue to do so in foreign markets. Well, there you have it. Those are my four reasons why I think Roku shouldn't make a TV. Number one, it's keep competing with its partners, its TV maker partners. Number two, it takes it back to a, a business that has just atrocious margins. Number three, the streaming sticks and boxes business, which it's still in, is still growing and still strong. And number four, I just don't think it's necessary to achieve the company's goal of growing its ad business. It can do that very well with its existing strategies. Now, if you want to know a lot more about what's going on with Roku, just pop over to the Endscreen Media website. I have a menu item called Trackers, and under there you'll find a tracker devoted to Roku. You can find all the information you need about the company right there. And while you're at the Endscreen Media website, why don't you sign up for our newsletter? It comes daily or weekly directly to your inbox. And like everything at the Endscreen Media website, it is free. This has been Colin Dixon with Endscreen Media. I'll talk with you again next time.
This podcast is a production of Endscreen Media, all rights reserved.